X-Files. Welcome back to the X-Files chat room podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Jessica. And as always, I'm here with my bestest X-File, Dini. What's up, Jessica? What's going on, man? How's it going? It's going great. Nice. I'm excited. Nice. I'm excited, too. I'm excited, too. Let's see where we go with this. I right? don't know. It's a little terrifying. All right. To be honest, only because there's so many thoughts I have and I just cannot put them mm -hmm. like into a sentence. Right. Really. Right. This episode reminded me a lot of Jeremiah Smith. Mm -hmm. It reminded me a lot of Within and Without. It reminded me a lot of um, Biogenesis. No, oh, Biogenesis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Six Remind Extinction. Six Extinction. I think I would have liked for this episode or these two episodes mm -hmm. to have stood out a little more. And I don't think they really did. Okay. All right. In my opinion. We'll get into it. Yeah. yeah. So today we're going to cover Provenance. Mm -hmm. Next week, Providence. Right. Because Chris Carter or whoever named these just decided to be. Yeah, let's just let's just do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, but last week, so we will not be pulling an episode right. today. Right. But last week we covered the walk. Do you have any lingering thoughts on the walk? I don't. What are what are your thoughts? Because well, I know you have some thoughts. After re-listening to that episode that we recorded, I was like, am I coming off as like I condone Rappo for doing, you know, like I'm okay with him doing what he was doing. And I want to just set for the record <laughs> that I do not think that he, I don't think even if you know, his circumstances, I don't think he should have been out killing people. Right. And I'm pretty sure nobody thought. Okay, good. I don't know Jessica why I Jessica was going rah, rah, murder. <laughs> Yay. No. <laughs> no, but I was like, did I really just come across like that? And it could all be in my head and it probably is. But I just yeah. want to set the record straight. The other thing I want to talk to you about was that, you know, I was sitting here, I was editing the episode mm -hmm. and it came to the end. And I was like, I swear. Deanie and I talked about the fact that this dude just walked away. Sands. Mm -hmm. Sands walked away, got off scot-free for murdering Rappo. Mm -hmm. I know we talked about this. We and, did. And I finished editing the, editing the episode. And you're like, where was it? Where is it? I could, could not for the life of me. And so I'm like, I must have just hit stop, didn't, you know, stop recording. Mm -hmm. But then you just told me right now, you want to fill the listeners in? Yes, we were... Um, at a very nice resort, and we had just finished recording the walk, and we went outside, we stepped out into the beautiful patio, and we were talking, and we started talking about the episode, and this is where we had that conversation. Yeah. So it was not on air. <laughs> it wasn't on air. No, no. Which I'm kind of bummed about, because, dude, the, I mean, that's a big deal. This, this guy just walks off into the sunset. Well, right. I mean, he's got some issues, yeah. you know, so but... I looked up um, the transcript on X-Files Wiki, and I found... That it says, it, it talks about Mulder doing that voiceover, right? Mm -hmm. So when the voiceover that we heard isn't what I guess they had written, and I guess they took that part out where he says, the Army Board of Inquiry declined to press charges against Lieutenant Colonel Victor Sands after a lengthy, lengthy, excuse me, investigations. Sands was released from the hospital and posted under medical supervision at Fort Evanston. But I'm like, he's still murdered, like... Scully, a federal yeah. FBI agent, witnessed this man yeah. with her own eyes kill Rappo, murder him. Do you think she had any say in this? Because I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel so. like Scully would be like, I didn't see anything. I think no. Scully would be like, no, a hundred percent, I saw something, mm -hmm. and I want this man prosecuted for his crimes. Da 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 da. Right. 
Yeah, that's kind of like a lingering what the hell. It is. It's yeah. it's uh, it's very unsettling and mm-hmm. gross. I yeah. don't like it. I don't yeah. like it at all, which you know, I really wish we would have included that conversation, yes. you know. Yes. I, I mean that just goes to show you we should just always carry around microphones. <laughs> we should us. just 24 hours <laughs> just have a microphone on. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's get into this. All right. Info Block, Season 9, Episode 9. Take it away. All right. Episode we're doing today, Providence. The previous episode was Hellbound, and the next episode is Providence. The original air date is March 3rd, 2002. It was written by Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz and directed by Kim Manners. So stars guest stars, we have Kirsch, we have the lone gunman, and we have Moscully. And we have Carrie Elwes as Brad Fulmer, which is the first time we have seen them, seen him in the podcast. In the podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. Talk about a douchebag. Oh, gosh. His hair <laughs> drives me insane. His smile, his smirk. Oh, my just God. The way he, just everything about him. I just want to smack him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have Neil McDonough as the motorcycle man slash Comer. We have the late Dennis Forrest as Lone Man. He's credited as Lone Man in this episode. McNally Seagal as the overcoat woman and Alan Dale as the toothpick man. Alan Dale, I know him from Lost, but I know he's done like a million other things. Have you, who, where do you recognize him from? I didn't recognize him for Lost, but when I saw him in this episode, I'm like, I know I've seen this. He's like one of those character actors. Like he's probably yeah, been he's in, in a million things. Yeah. And so I'm like, I, I've seen this dude before, but yeah. All right, things in the news. On March 2nd, the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan. U.S. conventional forces first deployed as part of Operation Anaconda. On March 3rd, the 33rd NAACP Image Awards, Ali wins Outstanding Motion Picture. Will Smith. Movies. Number one, We Were Soldiers. This was a Vietnam film starring Mel Gibson. I never saw it. Never saw it. 40 Days and 40 Nights. I saw that one. And John Q. That was a good one. That one's really good. That that deserves a rewatch, actually. Yep. All right. Top TV, CSI, Friends, and ER. Okay. So I was like so curious about this because I think this is probably one of the first times, if not the first time, CSI has been on this list for top TV. I I think so. Yeah. It might be. So it really stood out to me. And I was like, ooh, I wonder what episode aired around this time. And it was an episode called Primum Non Knockery. Or primum non nocere. I don't know how you say it, mm-hmm. but uh, this actually aired February twenty eighth, two thousand two, and I could tell you exactly where I was when I saw this. Oh my gosh, tell me because I remember because this episode got me into CSI. Nice. My roommate and I in college, we were down in our apartment complex in our gym, and uh, we were working out. We were like doing Atkins and stuff, mm-hmm. trying to get in shape, and right. And we're working out, doing our thing. So I think like I'm on the treadmill. And we're not, we're just like not paying attention to anything. We're like probably just talking. There's a TV on, it's in there. We're really pretty essentially the only ones in, in the gym. Right. 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 And um, TV shows on. All I hear as I'm like working out is a woman say, since when have you been interested in beauty? And I heard a man say, since I met you. And I'm like, what? And I turned around and you're like, what? What's what? that? Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's cute. I was like, and she looks young, and it's the old guy, young girl trope, which I normally don't like, Mm -hmm. but she looked nerdy. Right. And I was like, what is going on here? Who are these people and the way they're looking at each other? And like instantly, 
You were like, a new ship. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I was like, what is this show? I got to watch it. Right. And it just so happened to be it was CSI, and which became like this huge mega thing. And I just became so obsessed with it. It was so much fun, all about science. And of course, they did, um, you know, a reboot as well. I believe it's still on, which I haven't. I haven't watched the latest oh, season. Okay. But yeah, isn't that crazy? What was, what were, Grisham, Grissom and Sarah and Gris, Gris, Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you talking about it. Oh, I was obsessed yeah. with them. Yeah. All right. The top three songs we have Always on Time by Ja Rule featuring Ashanti, How You Remind Me by Nickelback, and Ain't It Funny by J-Lo featuring Ja Rule. Ja Rule was everywhere. Everywhere. Ashanti dude. was everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Awesome. I love that J-Lo song though. Yeah. It's a good one. All right, Jessica, what is your MSR song pick? All right, so this is from the top 25 for the, the week that this episode aired, and mm-hmm. I picked Kylie Minogue's Can't You Get You Out of My Head. Oh, nice. Nice. It's upbeat. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. And this, yeah. I remember getting so irritated with this song because it was on all the freaking time. It was everywhere. Everywhere, mm-hmm. and I could not. I was so annoyed by that music video as well. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I couldn't. But, you know, that's a beautiful thing about this rewatch. I mean, yeah, you get you forget about some things like who knew I would have liked this song today. Right. And right. I do. Yeah, it's it's very, um, you know, that's why I love doing it, too, because it's like a look back. Like, what were, you know, what was going on? Let's listen to it. Yeah. yeah. All right, so my pick is very, I'm not going to say emo because it's not emo music, but very rock, very angsty. My pick was Creed, My Sacrifice. And the reason I picked it, okay. I'm going to tell you why I picked it. Because you love God? N- no. <laughs> I'm all about Christian rock. No. Um, I remember this was everywhere for like Mulder and Scully. I remember yeah. like fan videos and sitting there and watching yep. it. So that's why I picked that one. I mean, a lot of Creed songs were. There was, what was that? What was the other one? With Arms Wide Open. That one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's Good my shit. pick. Yeah. All right. Okay, Dini, where were you around this time? What is this March, March 3rd, 2002? I can guarantee you I was at home watching the X-Files. I was working and this was a, maybe a couple of months before I started working for the job that I'm working, I am still at now, which has mm. almost been 20 some years. That's crazy. So, yeah, I know. It's crazy. So I had moved to L.A. by this time. I was in Los Angeles going to school, and I was so consumed with work, with school, with um, missing my family, just trying to make it. And I could definitely tell you that X-Files was not a priority for me mm-hmm. anymore. Right. If I saw it, I saw it. If I missed it, I missed it. It wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of sad to say. I, I think it was mostly, and it wasn't because I didn't like it anymore or anything like that. I was just so busy. Right. Because I do remember around this time talking to fans, uh, you know, online mm-hmm. still. Um, it's just episodes I wasn't watching. And then I know like around... I don't even know what year it was, but, you know, I would drive by the Fox Studios. I would try to, like, get on a tour. I was definitely still much trying to experience the X-Files in L.A. because literally they were, like, two miles. The Fox Studios was, like, two miles from where I lived. Right. And so anytime, like, I didn't have a car, but anytime I rode the bus by it and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, you're like David and Jillian's in there. Yeah, Yeah, like, I'm looking at every car that's coming out of the studio. I'm, like, trying my best to to 
absorb it, mm-hmm. you know, and just like it sounds so cheesy, but like this is cool. I'm in the same city that they're shooting oh, the X Files in, yeah. and and it was really really awesome. But at that time, I wasn't. Um, I was just more concerned with school, you know. You Absolutely. especially because I left the reservation to go to college, like. I wasn't going to fumble that for anything. Yeah. You know, for I, sure. I threw all of my time and attention mm-hmm. to make sure that I did my schoolwork, that I was getting good grades, that I was learning, that I was going to be able to come back and contribute, which I did. Right on. It was not easy. So X-Files, back burner. Yeah, it took a back seat. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people your age, you know, the ni- the 90s, you were guys were like, preteens, teenagers. And then by this time you're out, you know, you're, you're doing, you're working, you're in college. And so I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to that, you know, that it it was. Yeah. And then you, you are living, you know, you're, I'm in college, you're living with roommates and, you know, they want to watch the TV. They're not going to sit and record your X-Files for you. You know what I mean? And we're all poor college students. There's like one TV, maybe a VCR. Right. But, you know, it there was nothing, there was no uh, DVRs. TiVo hadn't, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't in existence then. So, yeah. All right, Danny, give us a quick recap of this episode. All right. Scully, Doggett, and Reyes find evidence of a dangerous UFO cult, which has found a second spacecraft similar to the one Scully studied in Africa two years ago. Misled by the FBI, the agents enlist the help of the lone gunman to protect Scully's son, after they learn that the UFI, that the UFO cult apparently intends to kill the child. And that is from X-Files Wiki. All right, Dini. Cinco de los files. Cinco de los files. All right. You ready? Who's going first? You All or me? me. Um, I'll go first. You go first. Yeah. All right, Dini. Okay, so guys, this is five from the files. Mm-hmm. This is our top five for the episode Provenance. All right, my number five. The only ones left we can trust. So this episode didn't end well for the lone gunman, and neither did this, the season, for that matter, R.I.P. So this might be like a sappy pick, but it made my top five um, for reasons. The episode and the next are very intense for Scully. And for me, it's good to see like her support system go into action and do whatever it takes to try to keep William safe. Mm-hmm. And I say try because obviously the lone gunmen were ambushed and before they could do what Scully entrusted them with, but they they stepped up and they tried to protect William. There's some awful shit that goes down in this episode, but that scene with the lone gunman was very, was a very sweet moment in an otherwise dark episode. You know, Frohickey's like, hey, little man. And the way Byers looks at Scully when she kisses him goodbye you know, uh, Langley coming in with the burner phones. It's just a good scene. And the score even like reflects it because yeah. throughout the entire episode, the music's very mysterious and dark. But during this lone gunman scene, it's it's very soft. It's mm-hmm. very gentle. I love that. And also I love the look Reyes gives him before she leaves, like a warning stare, like you guys better not fuck this up. And so, yeah, so that gets my number five. Oh, that's really, really nice of you. And uh, I I agree. It was, uh, I like, this is what I love about you is that you can spin this shit so well. (laughs) Because, yeah, well, I guess it is a sweet scene. But to me, it just felt like 
they were just dummies and they're not that dumb. No. Like they're very smart, capable men. Mm-hmm. And I loved, like you said, like I loved all the cheese. Like I loved the way that Byers was just enamored with William. Yeah. It was just so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Langley getting the phones and everything like that. But I didn't like the fact that they wrote them like this, losing William mm-hmm. so quickly. Right. I just no, didn't. I, I understand. I just I understand. didn't. It was an injustice to their characters. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are more heroic than the this episode let them be. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too harsh. I don't think so. Like, I mean, I like, think that's a fair. Me, I think me because because I, I love think, that this made your list. But I think that's a fair criticism, and I think that was a criticism for a lot of fans. They're like, really, the lone gunmen. They're they're, they're just like morons, and, yeah. and why? And so that's why a lot of people didn't care much for this episode or the next episode. There was a lot of criticism, not just because of the lone gunman, but they're like, they wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't have lost them so fast. You know, they would have been better prepared. They would have had, you know, maybe gone to another meeting place or, you yes, know, something. Yes, exactly. Another meeting you place. Know, like they backed themselves into a corner. Into Where a were corner. they going to go? Right. Like they are so much smarter than that. Yeah. That's what I couldn't wrap my brain around. But, you know, when we do this, like, um, just because like, I don't necessarily agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's a sweet scene. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am so desperate right now for you to pull me more into that lighter side of things because I do have more of a negative, um, response to this. Well, it goes back to what I was saying that this episode was so damn dark yeah. and it was so horrific for Scully. Like this whole season has been hor- yeah. horrific for her. So I'm looking at it as a, in, a, in a way of, okay, there's a lot of horrible shit happening, but at this moment, it's something sweet. We're, we're getting to see that. We're getting to see- So, you know, so like regardless to, of what happens two seconds later- Yeah, I mean, later, I think it sucked what happens, of course. Whatever, but, regardless of that, we yes. can just be present in that moment right. and, and, and see the love of them- Their support. And coming. they're like, right, okay. right. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to rewatch with that in mind and just be grateful for that little exchange, because honestly, I don't think we get anything else that close mm-hmm. or uh, sub- I want to say supportive, but that meaning deep, meaningful the, impact mm-hmm. with at least with Scully and William. Right. Ever. I again. know. That's true. Yeah. So, OK. Yeah. So All that's right. where I went. That's where I was going. OK. With that. You yeah. softened me up a little bit on that. <laughs> All right, my number five. Maggie tells Scully that she needs to love and raise him in spite of everything. So this is when Scully's about to leave. She's gonna she's gonna go meet up with Doggett and Reyes to talk over the the rubbings, mm-hmm. right? Right. So it's the middle of the night, and Ma Scully comes over. Yep. To take care of William. I wish she was a little stronger in her stance, but um. You know, Scully's a grown ass woman. She doesn't have any control over her. She's not going to try to manipulate her or anything. And maybe this is, could be seen as some sort of manipulation, but I think it was in Mother's attempt mm-hmm. to kind of bring Scully back to earth and like, you're leaving me with your child at three o'clock in the morning, whatever time it was. Right. This child that you never thought that you would have, he's here. Mm-hmm. He's physically here. You can hold him. You can touch him. I mean, she didn't say all this, but she yes. essentially does say all this. Right. Like, he is right here. This is what you wanted. What What do you, what do you, what else do you need to, like, prove? You have him, right? But Scully's mm-hmm. going to Scully. Yeah. So Maggie says, you know, God gave her a miracle and that it isn't to, um, 
be questioned, really, and just to be taken on faith. And can you imagine if Scully allowed herself to think that? I mean, would it have helped her find peace through this time? Because you just said, like, this is a shit show for her. It's this whole entire season. Like the suffering is just unbelievable. It's gross, like, oh, dude. It's like, oh, God, I can't. <laughs> Your yeah. heart just breaks. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Scully needs to know the truth. And I don't blame her. I get it. But man, even if she just believed her mom for like a second, just like a second, Scully, like, you're right. Like, I am grateful. And like, maybe for a day, just think it over just to find peace within this lady. Mm -hmm. But we never get that. She's she's just on. She's just I need to find answers. Got to find answers. answers. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, it got me thinking that she can't believe William and, and just have faith that he exists. And, you know, and he's physically there and just have faith in what however she believes he was conceived in. I'd like to believe that her hope is that it was her and Mulder Mm -hmm. right who who did this. But at the same time, Scully believes in God with no evidence. Mm -hmm. And that's faith based. Right. So I thought that was very powerful when she said, I need to know if it's God, if it's God who I need to thank. And I'm like, wow, that's Dana Catherine Scully saying that kind of makes me think where, where, where was she at this point in her life? Like, I'm not saying she doesn't believe in God anymore, but for her to say, well, it's God that I need to know if this is God that I need to be thanking. So that kind of like impacted me. I'm like, wow. Well, that's a good point, because here's the thing, too, is like, I think you can believe in in both things, right? She can have faith in God and she could be a scientist, want the truth and Mm -hmm. all of this. Right. And her know exactly what you said. Like, I want to know if it's God who I have to thank. But also this goes back to, you know, what happened in the finale, what happened in the later seasons is we do find out what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, CSM's version of what happened. Yes. Who knows what really happened? Yeah, right. I don't right. even really, it, we could choose to believe that, we could choose not to believe that. I'm on the boat after, I think I mentioned this before in a previous podcast, um, listening to Chris Carter's interview that he did on the X-Files Diaries, totally made that thing in my stomach in my heart right of, of that unknot sort of unclenched yeah. Yeah. yes so I, I so right now i don't really know what to believe i'm leaning more towards Mulder and scully created williams yes yes but the shit that she is going through I, and we'll see later uh in a in a different scene which i'm sure is both i don't know if it's on your list but it's definitely on mine scully's slowly losing her shit oh yeah and 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 in 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 reflection to this season, yes. you're like, there's no wonder that she's not in the middle of a road somewhere, just you know, babbling incoherently and just firing her weapon. <laughs> just- well, it's so funny because you just said that, and it reminded me of uh, Tracy Jordan in Thirty Rock when uh, you know he loses it. Uh, tra- <laughs> I don't and remember. He's like on the freeway with a lightsaber in his underwear, and he's like zooming. Like, oh, that's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> She's not that. Exactly. And how she isn't, I don't know. I don't know. But All right. So oh, that was my number oof. five. What's your number four? My number four. He's my son. Uh, it's the scene. Well, yeah. He's my son. I chose this because of the interaction Doggett has with Scully after she reveals a very bloody and injured Comer to him. So he's understandably like freaked the hell out, especially after he finds out that the guy is the undercover fbi agent that, so you're that, talking about the scene where yeah. uh just right after comer attacks um yes right after um talking about the scene that right right after scully shoots, shoots him, him 
uh, Reyes Reyes and Doggett left, Reyes come over. left, Baggy right. left, Doggett. He hears a groan coming from the bedroom. Right. He's like, who's here? What the hell is that? Yeah. So Doggett, again, he's understandably like freaked out, especially after Scully shows him, you know, this guy essentially bleeding to death on, on her floor. He turns out to be that undercover FBI agent who they've been looking for. But I'm also going to say that he's freaked out by Scully's reaction because he knows Scully is a good person. He knows she's an ethical agent. She's a medical doctor. But here, she's just sh showing absolutely, like, no mercy. And I, and I understand at, at the time, I mean, I can't imagine how horrific, but I'm looking at it through Doggett's eyes. He's like, you got to help this man. So, she, so he tries to call for help. Because he's in his shit still. And he's like, this guy's going to die. And she's yelling at him, dude. She's like, put that phone down. And she's shaking the shit out of Comer and demanding answers. Like, what is Doggett thinking? Like, what's going through his head right now? That's the way I'm looking at this scene. And he's watching all this go down. And he wants answers too. But he knows he's not going to get them if he just stands there and lets this guy bleed to death. And Scully, like, slapped the shit out of him. So it's just super intense moment between like everyone involved and Robert and Jillian were great. I felt great. in yeah. this scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. That is, uh, well, okay, let me talk about it. Cause a part of that is on my list, but it's higher. But what I really liked about it, like you said, Doggett, it's almost like Doggett is saving her from herself. Yes. A hundred percent. He's absolutely. like, I, he's not like going against her wishes. No. You know, that's what he he literally is, but that's not why he's doing it. He's not doing he, he understands like her mental state. Yeah. She, she could get in a lot of trouble for this. And Absolutely. so he's going to do what he needs to do. Yeah. Man's bleeding out. And, and, and he's saying like this man needs help. Obviously, like he's a good person. He wants to help. But at the same time, he's literally helping her out from making a, a big mistake even yeah, worse when she says not until i get answers and he says you're not going to get anything if this guy yeah. dies yeah you know yeah, yeah absolutely he's, he's trying to save her from herself yeah i love that scene good pick good pick good pick all right my number four my number four is a little cheesy but this is when scully uh talks to doggett and reyes and down in the fbi basement towards the beginning of the episode okay it's so nice to see her in that basement again mm -hmm. she's first of all she's very like Agent Fulmer, is he like digging his nose in these things? And mm -hmm. they're like, well, I don't think he even knows who we are or where we are. Mm -hmm. And she immediately goes to the X-Files. I, I just loved her digging in yeah, those files. Yeah, that was a good moment. Because mm -hmm. it was like our little agent, Dana Scully, who like <laughs> was, you know, always just wants to get home, like we say, yes. right? Yes. She's trying to figure out how the higher ups got access to their files. Mm-hmm. But literally, they're higher ups. Like, can't they just walk down there? Don't they have a key? Yeah. They have access yeah. to it. Of course. So. Yeah. But anyway, she goes and she finds the X file. I just loved seeing an X file in her hand, uh, the folder, her her handing over papers to Doggett. Yes. So it was just nice to see her in there. And I love the fact that you know she's trying to explain this shit to to Doggett and Reyes about the rubbings and what she found in Biogenesis and that whole three arc episode. Mm -hmm. Doggett like questions what's going on and. Or what they are, the rubbings. And mm -hmm. she's like, they're from, you know, a spacecraft. Agent Doggett, if you can wrap your brain around yeah, that. Yeah, I like that I line. I fucking love mm -hmm. that line. Mm -hmm. She says it so casually. Mm -hmm. And you, and it's so funny because um, Doggett is like, you know, she's saying like, these are powerful rubbings. These rubbings powerful are like words. so powerful and da-da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. 
And he's like, we're talking about pieces of paper with marks on it. Like, yeah. I love how he's so just logical. I don't even know if that's straight. That the, yeah, logical, logical straight, straight to the just, point. He's just like, this is nothing. This is like mm-hmm. a piece of paper with right. marks on it, whatever. Yeah. But I love the way he's like that because... He's not as dismissive as she was in the beginning, I feel like. Like, she was just very dismissive. Like, he's still trying to understand Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Even though he's, when he says these things, he kind of comes comes off a little weird. But he's still, like, this whole episode, he was trying to figure it out. Yeah, he didn't say, Scully, you're crazy. (laughs) Right. No. You know, he didn't come at it coming in like that yeah. no and then um she she tells him tells them that because um the fbi is trying to keep it hush hush that they know it's powerful too and you know just like that you know homeboy's off to the canadian border yep and i just loved yep. that whole scene yeah. i loved it it's awesome you're number three my number three william and the artifact so the moment leading up to the scene scully has been told by the fbi higher ups that Mulder is dead so of course it appeared to me she doesn't trust these dudes at all, except maybe for Skinner. But I think even at this point, she's feeling like she can't express herself fully to him because he basically says he didn't tell her about Mulder because he didn't want the news to, quote, break her. So she's not about to fall apart in front of these men in this office. So Reyes shows up with William and right away knows something is wrong. She At Scully's home. At, yeah, at Scully's home, yeah. She's like, it's okay. Tell me what it is. And then Scully says... It's Mulder. But before she can go into that detail, the artifact Scully took from um, Comer's jacket starts rattling in the drawer. And then Scully opens the drawer and it goes flying towards William, which looked really freaking cool. Mm -hmm. And it hovers over his cute little head. And Scully and Reyes witness this whole thing that just happened. And I'm really glad that it was Reyes, that it was Reyes who saw it because I feel like it ties together their conversation about the rubbings and Scully's belief about them being connected to to William. So I was I, I love that it was Reyes who saw that. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked. She's to, like, I believe you now. Yeah, like I don't know how I would have reacted if it, if Doggett would have been the one because he would have been like, what the hell? I mean, Reyes had the same reaction, but I get this sort of this support from Reyes, like no judgment. I'm just here for you. Are you okay? What's going on? So that's my number three. I can tell you exactly how Doggett would have reacted. He would have reacted the same exact way Scully reacted the first time she saw that shit spinning. Remember? She put her fucking hand on it. Yes. He probably would have grabbed for it or something. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Is this a trick? He'd be like, yeah, exactly. Stop that. What are you doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, no, no. But what I love about that scene is that, yeah, it goes flying through the air. But it just, it totally crashes through William's the crib. crib. Yeah. And just stops right in front of his head. But so like, boom, that crib's broken. Mm-hmm. But it like gave no fucks. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's a kid. It didn't matter. Probably if there was walls there, it probably would have went through the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. Just looks super just cool. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool. Oh yeah. man. That's a, that's a good, that's a good pick. And I do like the fact that you're right. What you say about. The fact that Reyes has no judgment, Mm-mm. you know, like I think even going back to that scene you were just talking about when she was telling her about the rubbings and how they could be related to William and da 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 da. At that moment, Reyes wasn't looking judgmental or anything. No, absolutely um, not. And it even it kind of sounded a little crazy. Right. But um, but this goes to say how much shit. Did did fucking Annabeth Gish get from fans? How much shit did Monica Reyes get from fans? I know. And she was just such a fucking good, loyal friend. 
Yeah. Her and Doggett just, you know, I feel like a piece of shit. Now, like, I understand I was young. I was immature. I didn't get it. I was the company for life. Yeah, of you course. Know? Yeah, a lot of people w- were like that, dude. It was I've... the focus was so much on the MSR and so much on David. Yeah. That it was just like, oh, my gosh, looking back at these episodes, I agree. You're going like, oh, my God, they're fucking awesome. But now I feel like because you and I, we have this podcast, I can out loud say to anybody who's listening, like, I eat my words and I love Monica Reyes and I love John Doggett. And I sincerely apologize to them for being a little shit because. Yeah, same. Yeah, especially because of what Scully's going through right now. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Give me your number three. Scully. Reyes rubbing. Let's hear about it. Firstly, I don't remember this scene being so breathy, mm-hmm. heavy, whispery, suggestive, maybe. Mm-hmm. So Reyes calls Scully over to her place and she has the rubbings laid out on her carpet. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I died when I typed that sentence. <laughs> Anyway, Reyes has realized what we've all known, that the rubbings, which are just scriptures from various religions around the world, including the Bible or the Quran, and the symbols would be the word of God on an alien spacecraft, thus putting everything that man believes in into question, right? Correct. We have heard this before. We've seen this before. Mm -hmm. But this was Reyes coming into that realization. Scully, watching her reveal all of these things, She's like staring at her. She's like Inten- she- with a lot of intensity. Yeah. She's yeah. like, okay, you're almost there, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Come yep. on. You're getting it. You're getting it. This is what. Come on, newbie. You're almost there. <laughs> you're newbie. almost there. You're almost yeah. there. And it was so like very, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It was because it was supposed to be a big scene, right? Because we're question- we're supposed to be questioning the existence of God and all of this stuff, right? Yeah. But but we've already, as viewers, have already been through that, and we're not as attached to Reyes, so we don't really care, like yeah. that she's that she's coming into the yeah. fold in right. regards to this. But yes. Scully cares, mm-hmm. and I think in this moment she's like, "Yeah, come on, you're almost there." I think she trusts. Reyes and can rely on her at this point. But I think it just went up a notch Mm -hmm. with all of this stuff. She's like staring directly into her eyes, sometimes her lips, which I'll get into in a a second. But she's got a front row seat to all of this. And I don't want to say she's enjoying it, but she kind of is. Because Mm -hmm. even later she says, I don't have anybody to tell, talk to about this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, what I just said, you know, what we were just talking about before about how Reyes is such a really, really good friend. But aside from all of that, great scene, wonderful, does God exist, whatever. Yes. When I first saw this episode, whatever, didn't think much of it. Oh, this time absolutely watching it. absolutely not. Yeah. This time watching it, I can kind of see why there are Reyes scully shippers 100 percent exist yes like the chemistry is there does it have to be sexual no. no obviously no they remained friends for a little longer but do i want it to be kind yeah, of kind of a little, a little bit. bit i wouldn't say no <laughs> yeah yeah i mean has she ever opened up to her before i, I, I can't i can't remember the timeline of their friendship i don't think so i mean not not in this way at least that I can remember, and I'll and I'll talk more about it 
later. Okay. But, yeah. So, and, and the way that Jillian really delivered in the scene was just insane as well. She's so good. She's so good with the welling of the tears in the eyes. Oh my gosh. Her sad face, her whispered tone. She's just Her thinking kiss. face. Yes. Like you can see yes. the wheels in motion. I love that. Yeah. So do I ship Scully and Ray's? No, I don't. But I am so grateful for the ability to be open to seeing something like that now. Yeah. Because back in the day, I, I would have been like, you are freaking out of your mind. Right. Oh, of course. But, you know, with more content that I'm consuming, it's allowed my brain to open up to, hey, is there something possibly going on here? Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. never has done that before. Right. But, you know, I love that avenue of, Huh, I wonder, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I want to go read a Scully Reyes fic now. <laughs> but I think that's going back to our focus that we were so focused on the MSR that we didn't even, we weren't even paying attention. Also, we were very young. So, yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure watching this scene 20 some years ago or whatever, I, it didn't, I probably got up and went and got a Pepsi or something. Like I wasn't paying right. attention. I didn't right. care about Reyes. I didn't, you know, I was just like, oh God. So, but seeing it now, yeah. In my 40s, I'm like, holy shit, this is freaking great. Yeah. This is such a good scene. Well, and but I guess it just, like I said, it just makes me believe like, oh, these people who have been into this from day one were not just pulling this out of the air. No, they no. were on to something. They there was something, something going yeah. on here. Yes. I just didn't see it. The chemistry. The yes. chemistry. Yeah. All right. You're number two. My number two, Scully takes out Comer. So Mama Bear, Scully in full action, intense, no doubt. Scully had to do what she had to do here. And it doesn't make me laugh because this is not a, a funny scene at all. But it kind of made me smile when Ma Scully, even Ma Scully was like, here, like she, she's like, Dana, with the other gun, like here, here's the other gun, shoot his ass. So this sequence I wrote in my notes would have been insane in any setting, would have mattered where. But the fact that Scully was throwing hands and shooting someone down in William's nursery, just a few feet away from him, for me, that makes it all the more like crazy. And to be honest, like really horrific. Um, traumatic. Traumatic, horrific. Jillian Anderson brought it in the scene and totally sold it with her fear and the rage she gave Scully here. But I feel like that's been building since even before she gave birth to William like that fear that nagging suspicion like is there something wrong with him and I think just kind of everything that's build up build up and everything that she's been through in this season up until this episode it just came to a head here dude she just freaking lost it and, well what's good you know, reason and though for good reason absolutely and she's just like enough is enough like if I have to kill somebody to protect my son that's what I'm gonna do and so yeah that's my number two I think all of that, absolutely, 100%. But I feel like regardless, even if Scully was the most peaceful place right now in her life, mm -hmm. a man coming after her child would have re rendered the same result. Right, right. That's just a mom Instinct protecting. protecting her baby. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we know what's going on. We know what has been going on. For me, all of the things that you described explains her behavior after right 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 not not the not, not the fight not, not the, the fight. physical yeah. fight to me that was just it was instinct mama bear protecting mm -hmm. her cup mm -hmm. yeah but another thing i wanted to mention 
when Moscully gave her her gun, I wish, I really wish, when she said Dana, I really wish we would have seen her cock that shit and hand it over to her. Oh, that would have been and good. And just been like, you fucking take care of it. Mm-hmm. My daughter, my child, my kid. Like, yep. Do just, it. Like, if she just, because she was just, hand, hold, you know, yes. holding it out to her. Yeah. But if she would have, like, prepared it oh, for her damn. i would have because uh, come on her husband's a military man yeah, her kids are in true. the military she's he had to have showed her how to shown her how to properly hold a weapon hold a weapon and, uh load it mm-hmm. shoot you know oh that would have been badass i, I wouldn't it oh man yeah. i would have lost my shit if she did that that would have been great <laughs> God, that's what I wish for in that scene. But yeah, good job. All right, so that was your number two. So that was my number two. Yes, my number two is crazy, manic, crazy, weird ass. Lots of shit going on. Scully, when she says, "Not until he tells me why." Oh man, Agent Comer came to kill William, but is now bleeding out on her floor. And Dog is like, "You got to help this man." Scully's all beat up herself, and she like scoffs. She smiles. Mm -hmm. It's like a million other emotions on her face. She says, not until he tells me why. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? I love it so much. She's like losing her shit. Oh, yeah. She's in protective mom mode. There are so many emotions. It's even hard to explain because she's like crazy man laughing. Mm -hmm. She like Scully turned into Jack Nicholson really quickly. (laughs) I can't explain it. I've never seen her like this. Here's Johnny. (laughs) Here's Scully. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it gave me the fucking chills, dude. Mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing her anything. uh, Oh, no. In in any, like, give no shit. We've seen her, like, angry and mad. And, like, she went after Boggs, like, you know, if if he dies for what you did. Right, right. But we've never seen her crazy laughing. Like, I'm I'm this close to losing my fucking shit. It was scary, dude. It was, right? And and, But it's at the same time, it's still, it's so fucking sad. It is. It's sad that she's come to this. She's so beaten. I'm going to be honest with you, dude. These two episodes, I was exhausted by the end of Providence. I was just, I was tired. Like, I literally, I'm like, I got to go take a nap. Like, that's how freaking tired I was because of Scully's suffering. Yes. And just like, I can't with this. I like, can't. Oh, You know what? But it reaffirmed the, the. I remember wa- going through this shit. Maybe I didn't watch, I don't remember if I watched this episode. Right. But like I said, I knew what was going on. It was in the back burner. It doesn't mean I wasn't paying attention to it. But I do remember, like, when can she just be happy? When can she yeah. just be happy? And it just reaffirms the fact that we were all right back then. Mm-hmm. We were all right. People were saying, like, you know, I don't know what people were saying. Maybe they weren't saying anything. But I think it was more like, why can't Scully be happy? Why can't she have a happy ending? Why can't mm-hmm. this? Why can't that? And now just even these two episodes, I, f- I feel exactly like you say. I feel the same way. Like, mm-hmm. why why does she have to suffer this much? Yeah. And to know, even though we as a podcast hop around from season to season to season, mm-hmm. we did not sit through season eight and season nine on this podcast watching linear- linearly. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're still sick to our stomachs. Yes. Yep. That's how bad it is. Yeah. This it's- poor lady. Oh, man. Okay. My number one, Scully meets with Reyes. Going back to what I said in my number five pick. So this is a scene. You- this is your number three. No, okay. With the, the rubbings. So going back to what I said with my season, uh, my number five pick, Scully has her support system. And in this scene, we hear Scully confess to Reyes 
she thinks there may be answers in the rubbings about William. And she says, I know how that sounds. I have no one else to say it to. Then she goes on to say that she was somehow, or she believes somehow she was meant to find them, that they were meant for her. The fact that she said, I have no one else Mm -hmm. to say it to just crushed me. It was just crushing. It was just like, fuck, man. Scully's tears mm-hmm. and Reyes's attentiveness, mm-hmm. um, like a her bo- presence, a bomb could have gone off yeah. outside of that apartment or whatever, and Reyes would have been focused yeah, on their Scully. eyes would have still been locked yeah. together. The way they're both sitting side by side on the floor in front of the the rubbing Scully found in Africa, sort of pulling us back to that that kind of old school or back in the day X Files. This is it's there. They're right. sitting there. The eye contact, the whispering, it's very intimate. And I'm not saying Mm -hmm. in a like a sexual way, it's just very intimate. Scully trusts Reyes. And we totally understand why she would feel comfortable confessing what she just said to her. Like, yeah, I feel like I know how that sounds, but I have no one else to say this to. And I said again, um, and I said it previously, but Reyes listens without judgment. Mm -hmm. But what I also liked about this this interaction, Mm -hmm. even though she's listening to Scully without judgment, she's still an agent. She's still an investigator. And she's like, why would the FBI keep this from you? Why would they keep it from us? What do they want with them? Mm -hmm. It's just a great moment. And I say in my notes, I wish I would have appreciated it more when I first saw it. (laughs) And then I said, also, I can see why a lot of Scully and Reyes strippers love this scene too. (laughs) Like I'm all in. I was so drawn into So that's my number one. That's awesome. No, I love it. You know, I pretty much added what I needed to add when it was back in my number three. Right. I didn't pick it higher. I I like everything that you said. I think it's a very good if not one of the best Monica, it's got to be a top five Monica Scully scene. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. But Manic Scully, or I shouldn't say Manic Scully, like Unhinged, unhinged Scully mm-hmm. um, really, really got me. And then this number one right here, which I know it didn't even make your list. Okay. And I'm going to have to really sell this. Okay. Because I don't think. But who knows? Because there was a scene, there were like two scenes that I want that I was like mm, and then I kind of tossed them out so. okay well this scene got a big time reaction out of me so that's why it's the num- number one okay this is Doggett versus Fulmer so this is when Doggett's like all right I'm off to the fucking Canadian border I'm going my gals are saying something's up mm-hmm. I'm gonna go try and figure out what the fuck's going on so at the border Doggett isn't you know quote that guy like, no one's communicating. It's clear he's an outsider. Mm-hmm. He meets up with Fulmer, and Fulmer is so fucking Fulmer. The smile, the aloofness, the, yes. you know, the voice, the accent. What is that accent? Grade A douche. <laughs> I don't know, but ugh. So Dog is there. He's talking to Fulmer. They want to know, you know, he wants to pretty much know what's going on because the motorcycle crashed. Dude, you mm-hmm. know, where's the dude? Right. And there's so many people out there like, you know, how, where is he? So Doggett wants to know if the guy was carrying anything interesting, like something that you would find in an X-File. Mm-hmm. He also wants to know if they found a body. It's obviously frustrating to Fulmer because the dude crashed his motorcycle, was burned. Yeah, there's like this huge fireball. Yes, huge fireball. And uh, they can't find him. And just to sidetrack really quick, 
then when we see him, he's literally just laying there. So they could have found them had they been good at their jobs. Right. He was just laying there. Yeah. <laughs> Covered in Jesus whatever Christ. leaves or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Dog is smiling through this. He's like a dead man up and disappearing. Happens every day, right? At least it does on the X-Files. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Who that man? I know. Check Serve him up. up some of him. <laughs> it was so nice to see how far Doggett has come. because, mm-hmm. But it's also interesting because he hasn't really budged, if you think about it. But the fact that he's willing to stand up to Fulmer for the X-Files. Right. I mean, that's his work now. But he respects it because now it's Reyes. You know, it was Mulder. It was Scully. Like, he takes pride in it now. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was just, like, really taken aback by that because mm-hmm. I was like, who that man Yeah, is? and he's a stand-up dude. Like, he doesn't want to be jerked around. Like, he's, you know, he knows you're lying. There's something you're not telling. You know, you're not being open. Oh, and he, he didn't like that he, shit at he's all. He's so good. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. He, and But he's so good at figuring that out. Like, he can mm-hmm. read people. I, and granted, Fulmer is just not hard to read. Right. You get right. who he is right away. Right. Same with Kirsch. But the other thing that I really liked is when Doggett tries to leave, Fulmer puts his hand on his I chest. Know. And he's kind of like, slow it down, dude. And then um, he says he, he'll live to regret it if he sticks his nose in the case. And Doggett just walks away. And it's such a good scene. Yeah. But I, I, I picked that for my number one just because I was really, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. And that goes back to what we were saying is like all these these characters, we didn't really like them when they were on our screens the first time. So the first time me seeing that was probably yeah, like whatever, no, dog, yeah, whatever. Right, right. Have but this reaction. time I'm like, that's that's my guy. That's he my has dude come, right there. He has that's come a my long dude. way. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so all right, that that's was awesome, our dude. Yeah. That was our top five. All right, let's make this pretty quick thoughts on um, the story. All right, so I can definitely say that I enjoyed this two-parter, and we've just we've, we've talked about it, kind of touched on it uh, way more than I did when it originally aired. They're not my favorite myth arc episodes by a long shot, but I've come to appreciate them, and I think it's due to my growing appreciation for Doggett and Reyes and what they brought to this series and what they brought to Scully when she really needed them. So there's a lot going on um, in this episode. It's it's chaos, and I'm and I'm here for it, but like I said, it was exhausting. Like after watching these two, I'm just like, holy shit, I'm tired. Obviously, it's not a perfect story. There are various um, criticisms surrounding the plot line that I agree with, specifically how Scully appears to be punished. And I heard this, I uh, listened to the uh, X-Cast, their um, podcast on, on, on these two episodes. And they bring up whenever Scully tries to balance her career and being a mom, it's like she's punished for it. And like, so she goes off to investigate um, when she had that discussion with her mother. So she leaves, she comes back early the next morning and Agent Comer nearly kills William and probably her mother. So then she tries to protect William again and this time leaving them with the lone gunman. And we know how that turned out. They nearly, they nearly get killed. And then William is kidnapped. So I don't think this was on purpose, but it's certainly. You don't. I don't think so. I don't think that that, I don't want to think of Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz going, yeah, she's got to be home and she's got to, you know, fuck the FBI. She's a mom now. I, I don't want to think that ab- about them. But obviously you, you think this was intentional 
or that that it, that like this was on purpose. I mean, I hope not, dude, because it's a lot of suffering for Scully. No, I don't. I don't think that Chris and Frank are um, anti women. I don't think they're like you know women need to be at home taking care of their babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed, because because if you don't, bad shit's gonna happen. Mm-hmm, Is mm-hmm. that the message that this episode could be sending? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are they aware of it? No, because they're men. Mm-hmm. So do I think it's intentional? No. But had there been somebody... Women writers. Who, who would say, you know, you might be sending the wrong message out here. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. why can't she do both? Why can't she be right. both? I think that would have gone a long way and that would have helped because, yeah, I, it's it's sad to think that, you know, we talk about me being young and impressionable and stuff like that. Obviously, I wasn't watching, you know, so closely around this time and I w- when I was an early adult. But and and I don't really think that that kind of a message is so on the nose. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a grown up message, you know, like when you're a kid, you're yeah. just thinking like, oh, this, you know, Scully's in danger. The baby's in danger. It's just mm-hmm. drama, 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 drama. Right. I don't think it's until you get older, you kind of realize like. Wow, what are, the you, hell's are happening you trying here? to tell me mm-hmm. that, you know, I can't do both things? Like, are yeah. you trying to force Scully to stay at home with her kid and give up the FBI and mm-hmm. give up all of this other stuff, finding the truth? Like, yeah. Uh, so I feel like, like it's an older person mindset, older mm-hmm. person meaning more. A, a, a mature adult. Mature, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I think there were valid points, honestly. Yeah. And I don't, but I, like I said, I don't think Chris... I don't think any of them, honestly, in all the X-Files episodes, I I shouldn't say, I should have an asterisk by the word all, um, you know, had horrible intentions in regards to women on the forefront, like in their mind, like intentional about it. Yeah, it's like when we we talked about the postmodern Prometheus. But that's what I'm saying is yeah. like, but does it happen? It happens a lot. Mm-hmm, it happens mm-hmm. a lot. And yeah. and as much as we can stand by the men in the the in this series behind the scenes of how well they treat Scully, how well they write her, all the things that they do that are just so great for women in general. You know, we can talk about the Scully effect. And all of that stuff. But, you know, they do have a tendency to overlook some of the real problems that they write about and minimize them. Do we give them a pass? Of course we do, because we love the show. Do we have to? No, we could sit here and we can argue uh, that it's horrible and awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing, and I've said it before, I was horrible and awful when I was younger. You know, I think, and I'm not saying like they were grown ass adults writing all of this stuff. They right. should have known better. Mm-hmm. But the world was different. Do I think today they would be writing shit like this? No. Oh, hell no. No. Yeah. And, and, and I can pretty much, that may, makes me think is we grow, we, we grow, we evolve. We evolve, right. You know. And we understand the impact that we or what we might be putting out into the world, how it's being received. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure. Well, actually, I don't know, but I I, I want to say that they are aware of the mistreatment of the storylines of women in, in mm-hmm. this whole entire ser- series. Have they ever addressed it specifically? I don't know yeah, if anybody out know there either. knows, mm-hmm. you know, let me know. Um, but yeah. Valid, yeah. valid stuff, man. Yep. All right. What were your 
thoughts on story? Um, okay, well, unlike you, I didn't really care too much about the story. It was kind of weak in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was just dragged out. It, everything that we already knew about the rubbings. The scene where Reyes tells Scully that the whacked out cult found another spacecraft. Like, we saw it earlier in the episode, so that scene kind of bored me because it's like we already knew. Maybe if it was before we actually saw the craft. Oh, okay. That's That would have made more sense. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been more of a reveal. It would have been like a holy shit. Yeah, yeah like, oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so I wasn't, I was more into the characters, less into the story. Um, the other thing, and I just mentioned this really quickly, we already talked about it, but, you know, why did they make the lone gunmen look like idiots? Yeah. You know, that yeah. was pretty much the only thing I had in my notes. All right. Monsters, bad guys. All right. Uh, for Agent Comer, I said that I wish they would have given us more of a backstory on him, not only in this episode, but in the in the next episode. At least a scene where, you know, what caused him to... Like, take off on that motorcycle. What, like, when was that holy shit moment for him? What, what did it look like to go from, um, because he was a man with a plan. So I wrote in my notes, for him to go from a, quote, company man, straight as a ruler, according to Reyes, to, I'm going to go find this child and kill this baby. I think more context would have been nice, but I, I, I think, I mean, I got the point across and seeing him in Scully's apartment and sneaking up on Moscully was terrifying, but they didn't really give us much in regards to, okay, why? What, what, what kind of pushed him? And maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but I, I think it, I would have liked to have seen that. I would have liked to have seen what got him from point A to, you know, to this point of, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to kill this woman's baby. Like, I would have liked to have seen more backstory on that. So that's what I have on Comer. Okay. Any other bad guys? So on The Lone Man, who we come to learn his name later, um, we learn he's, um, according to Kirsch, when Scully goes into the office, he's a former military officer and a very dangerous man with very dangerous ideas about aliens. But we don't see very much of him in this episode. We, We see more of him in the next, but he's not like, like a very charismatic man. He's very quiet. He's serious. We don't see him interact with with his followers, other than the overcoat um, the overcoat woman, which sucks because I would have liked to have seen him do that, like hear him speak. How insane is this man? He didn't really. We didn't get very much on him, so that's what I have on him. As far as the overcoat, the overcoat woman, again, more background. Why was she chosen to be the spy, the one who traveled to DC? And then, you know, some people might say, well, who cares, especially how it all ended in the next episode. But, you know, you just need to know she's a villain. But for me, I feel like it's scarier when you know a little more about them, like a little more background information. And I'm not talking about like monsters, because like, like, let's say Big Blue, like I didn't need to see the egg that he hatched from, you know, I didn't have to go that far back. But when it comes to people, to human beings, I'd like to know how they get from, you know, relatively, I guess, you know, normal person to where they're straight up willing to do anything, including killing a little kid. So that's a huge deal. And I felt like they didn't give us much, you know background on that so that's what i have on bad guys okay but in in a world where there's only 45 minutes per episode two episodes like we're not gonna get all of that well i i didn't expect like you know 
the, a one parter being all about the background. No, but, but but what you're saying is like uh, all of those moments would have required a few minutes. Yeah, a few minutes of all mm-hmm. of that going down. That mm-hmm. and that, which I don't know if they could really give into, give up. Yeah. What, like maybe if it was a three parter, and it, it's interesting to hear you say that because I. I kind of agree with you. I, I I more or less do agree with you, but I don't need to see it. And mm-hmm. I think it's because of what you said, because that's scary to figure out. Like, it's scary to know that. And mm-hmm. for me, who's like so afraid of cults, like we've talked about yeah. this, I'm afraid I'm going to like be in one and I not even know about it. Like, it's terrifying how easy it is to manipulate a mm-hmm. person's head, a person's mind. I I personally didn't need to see it because I got the picture. Yeah, yeah. But also because that shit scares the shit out of me. Right, right. <laughs> like if we got that, I I don't know if I you could have sat through it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so it's, like, what if the overcoat uh, woman was like a teacher? Like, what if she was a kindergarten teacher or you know something like like holy shit? You know. Well, so like Comer was only undercover for how long? I can't remember, but he was originally sent there because of the threats that were being made on Mulder, on Mulder. right? Mm-hmm. So he was a straight arrow, and you're right. Like in a short amount of time, this man fucking lost his mind. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, and then yeah, and then going back to the, this lone man, he he was very quiet. We didn't get like. Well, yeah, he was boring as fuck. That's right. But that's what I don't understand either. It's like, okay, you're right. So he must have been really powerful in his words and his speaking in order to change these people, turn these people Mm -hmm. to get them to follow him. But we don't get to see that. But I do feel like if they had cast somebody else who could kind of portray, Mm -hmm. because he looks like an everyday kind of guy. Like, I'm not saying like, somebody attractive or somebody just something with charisma somebody with charisma because he didn't he didn't look like he had zero charisma yeah whatsoever yeah. and that's like a not a knock on the actor no because i think they, he did they the might have what he they gave it him. could be yeah. that or they might have told him like this guy's boring as fuck and and maybe that's why mm-hmm. this works is because nobody believes that this little man can turn all of these people yeah because yeah. he's so boring but yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't really like his character at all. To me, yeah. I needed somebody a little bit more charismatic. I mean, yeah. look at Jim Jones, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. the guy from um, the the um, Quinn. What's his name? Terry Quinn from when we saw him in Trust No One. Like this dude, that dude was scary. Like the wasn't he like the surveillance officer or something? And when he talks to Scully and wasn't from Lost. That yeah yeah. So like a, some someone like that with that sort of like i think would have been would have been good well even somebody like odin from the red museum like yeah. like he it, just the way that actor presented himself mm-hmm. carried himself i mean he he typed on a computer and wouldn't yeah. talk to them i mean and somehow that was able to engage all of these right, people right i don't know i just like this guy didn't have it yeah for me for, for as a person who's like i feel like i could be brainwashed into oh this my one gosh. yeah i think like i look at him and i'm like i could so not be brainwashed by you <laughs> like yeah dude you're, you're not you're not good. it you're not it yeah you're not the next charles manson sir yeah <laughs> yes all right monsters bad guys for me um i don't want to drag this on too long pretty much all i wanted to say was i'm afraid of cults which we just got through talking about yeah, yeah. this crazy woman 
you know, pointless. To me, it's pointless. I didn't really get it. And she hurt fucking Nogget, dude. Yeah. Uh, toothpick Man, boring, uninteresting, stupid. I didn't like it. Yeah. I never liked Toothpick Man. Mm-hmm. He just like lurked in the shadows. He didn't really have, I don't even know if he said anything. Can't even remember. It's, it's like, like a me. Whatever. Yeah. 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 All right. MSR. All right. For what, uh, my notes on Mulder. I say Mulder is possibly dead according to this episode. And I'm not sure how to feel about that, honestly. Um, so on one hand, I understand they needed to, like, connect the pieces, like his alleged death, to this guy's prophecy. But I don't know. Like, when you watch this back in the day, did you did you think that? Did you be like, holy shit, Mulder's dead. Oh, my God. Like, I didn't. Like, I didn't think that they were going to that that would have been possible like i'm like so no. so i i have in my notes um I, we'll, we'll kind of mesh ours together right now okay. just so we can have this conversation okay. so i have in my notes that so what i think because trust noma trust no one was a couple of episodes before this mm-hmm. um at that point we knew he was okay right right mm-hmm. um i didn't for one second believe that he was dead in this episode not one Same. second mm-hmm. the answer is no i didn't believe it then Obviously, I don't believe it now because we know he's not. Right, but, right, right. But in watching this, it was like, why did they think we would believe this for a second? Yeah, yeah. That's basically what I'm saying. Because it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that, that, that was not going to happen. Stop it. So that's what I have on Mulder. All right. Uh, well, uh, you basically, I wanted to talk about that. And then um, a Scully is um, Scully's clearly missing him, and I'm sure he's doing the same wherever he's at. So that's what I got on Mulder. Scully. Oh, man, uh, dude, I thought Jillian Anderson did an awesome job, but that's not surprising because it's she's Jillian Anderson. The opening sequence where she got called into Kersha's office at the beginning of the episode almost made my top five. Scully has been through some shit, and we've talked about this. And here she is surrounded by these higher-ups. They're being dodgy about their questioning, not being direct with her, but she doesn't allow herself to be intimidated. At all. And that's why that's why we love her. That's why she's Scully. Um, go ahead. Do you want to say Well, something? it's interesting how you say, okay, yeah, she didn't let herself be intimidated, but she came in there with kind of a chip on her shoulder already. So it's kind of like two ways. You could see that all of this bullshit for the last two seasons, and mm-hmm. particularly what's going on right now, is weighing heavily on her that she doesn't have time for people's bullshit, right? Right. But at the same time, it's also like you don't want to give them any kind of reaction. And by by you walking in already with kind of a chip on your shoulder and a little bit of an attitude, Mm -hmm. it already reveals that they won. They got you because you're not straight, you know? Yeah. I just I I just like seeing uh, uh, that's the way I saw it. I'm going to just say that Um, she's in survival mode throughout this whole episode, not only for herself, but for William. And again, it was good to see her interact with her, um, with those people that support her, especially with Reyes in this episode. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have on Scully. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in that scene, it's anything bad. I'm just saying, um, I feel like I would have either liked her to have stepped it up a notch and been even more of a badass right, or brought right. it down of like, you're not going to fucking intimidate yeah. like me. good morning what's going on yeah 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 <laughs> yeah 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 
just like some sort of attitude, like, mm-hmm. but uh, playful, casual, like, um, this is an everyday thing, me mm-hmm. getting called to the big boy's office, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, for Scully, um, kind of we talked about it. Scully seems to have gotten a little bit more ridiculous, but the, at the same time, I don't blame her. She's dealing with a lot. Mulder isn't around. His life's in danger. William is around, and his life's in danger, too. Her mom's getting fucked up. She's losing her shit over this agent. I mean, albeit he tried to kill her son. And um, knowing how this ends, like the rest of the season and slash the series at the time, I just feel for her, dude. Yeah. It's it's everything that we talked about earlier. It's fucking sad and depressing. It's sad and depressing and Wayne as a fan who who we yeah. both love Scully. And it's just like, oh my gosh. This poor lady. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Relationship. For relationship, I have a question for you. How did we do this for nine season? And I'm talking about shipping Mulder and Scully even when David Duchovny was gone. We held on. We held on at some point. I know you at this point you said you weren't really that much in, invested in it, but still, they made it nearly impossible for these two to be happy. Yeah. Um, we saw a glimpse of it, like a little piece of it at the end of uh, existence. But then here we are, season nine, Mulder's gone. In this episode, probably dead, or they tell us he's dead. Scully is losing her shit trying to protect William from psychos because apparently Mulder and William are now a part of this alien prophecy. It's just chaos for them. And I'm, and I'm watching this and I'm going, how did all of us shippers hang on so long? I mean, like, holy shit, this is like, it's a lot. It's a, especially seeing it through for seeing it the way Scully is going through everything that she's going through. It's just like episode, like the myth arc episodes are just like, it's like a punch in the gut every time. It's like, man. So that's what I have on, on relationship. Just like, how do we hang on for this long? You know, I, at this point, I think that the reason we're hanging on at this point, season nine, is just hope. Yeah. We're almost to the end. There's got to be a happy ending. Yeah. There has to be. There has right. to be. We've come so far because this is a time where you couldn't binge this shit. We were invested for years. We had weeks where, you know, I mean, look, listen, we're watching the X-Files, right? Granted, you were watching a lot earlier than I was, but I've been through some shit when I was watching them live, season six, season seven, season eight. Right. There's, you know, there's no DVRs. Maybe we can record our v- with our VCRs, but guess what? We're recording, but there's a flash flood warning or a special fucking yeah, alert, right. and we missed the whole entire episode. Yeah. Not to mention... You know what's going on week by week. Where we get these episodes and we get to savor them for a whole entire week. When the the summer comes, we have three four months to think about where where this is going. That's why fan fiction was so important yeah, and yeah. is still important mm-hmm. to this day, right? Because it fills those voids. Mm-hmm. But this is a relationship that was one just. The way it was built, you know, their dynamic, but two, David and Jillian's chemistry, but three, it was a long, savory thing that happened. Yeah. And at this point in time, we're hanging on by a thread. Yeah. For, yeah. There's, there's nothing else you can do. You can't not ship them at this point. They've yeah. been through so much shit together. Mm-hmm. Now, if Mulder was off, you know, fucking around right. with vampires and shit, like on the weekends, <laughs> Then yeah. then yeah, 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 like, well, we don't want them together. But mm-hmm. 
She longs for him. He's away. He doesn't want to be. And there's a whole other argument of, well, if he really wanted to, he would type of thing. No. But, um, but I just feel like, you know, it'd be really interesting to get the new person's perspective on what they think around this time in season nine, where they've binged nine seasons oh over my the gosh, last yeah, year. Oh my gosh, yeah, true. Is their hearts as, um, you know deeply rooted in this relationship just as much as ours is and i'm gonna say yes but i'm gonna i feel like it's different it's Mm -hmm. different because we had to wait so long and it was just this slow drawn out thing Mm -hmm. but that being said too is like anybody who is a newer viewer newer you know watcher knows that they're season 10 and 11. Right. So right. They're, are they really going to believe any of this that's going on in Providence? True, you true. know, knowing like there's so many, knowing mm-hmm. that David Duchovny's in season 10 and 11. Yep. Like, and then the, there was another film. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like all of that. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I honestly I feel like it's David and Jillian. Yeah. I mean, to this day, if they tweet each other. Oh, yeah. We fall apart. I mean, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. done. <laughs> oh my gosh oh my goodness okay so relationship um who knows where they're at somewhere between trust no one and the truth Mulder goes through some shit because I feel like his attitude is so different with her in the truth and I don't remember why so trust no one remember he's like writing all these little fucking letters to letters yes yes and then the truth he's very like cold almost a little bit but I think that had more to do with the environment he was in he was captured he didn't want to say too much he didn't want to i don't know no but like what he was telling her when she was like i'm doing this for us you and me and he's like you know it's bigger than us basically oh yeah yeah i just didn't really like because of all because of all this shit that scully Mm -hmm. has gone through and now she's got to look at her partner literally like in more than one way who's not being any sort of like support to her mm-hmm. and and i don't want that to come off as wrong because you know he wasn't mad at her for like giving up william or anything like that but i don't know there was just something i'm anxious to see what happened between trust no one and the truth because to me those are two different molders yeah and i don't remember what happened mm-hmm. do you no or if anything i don't think so because we had we had trust no one right then we had these two then we had William, William, and then the, and then the truth. Yeah. So I can't. I can't. Yeah. I have no idea. But yeah. um. But I'm anxious to see how it plays out. Regardless, they they uh, they have sex twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speed round. I only have a couple. So, you you go first. Uh, for speed round. Okay. I love Jillian and Annabeth's wardrobe throughout the whole episode. I love Reyes's apartment. Looks amazing. Nice. Uh, Scully. Has A.D. Fulmer been down here? Reyes. Brad Fulmer? No, girl. Panchito Fulmer. Of course, Fucking Brad. Fulmer. And, and we know that they've already, they've already done their shit, right? Yes. They, yes. They, okay. Yes, so. yes, yes. So which makes, <laughs> just cracks me up. Even more. It more. just makes me laugh, yeah. Um, Doggett doesn't even pretend to walk away from Skinner's office. He just waits for Skinner to get out of sight and then breaks into his office. Like, <laughs> Like, wouldn't you, as Skinner, be su- suspicious? Aren't you? Su- that's suspicious, right? Like, right. you're not coming with me to the elevator. Right. Are, are we leaving? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that was so funny. The assistant director of the FBI, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, 
Uh, I wrote, uh, dog at my dude, please don't stand in front of a moving vehicle coming straight at you. Poor guy. I know. And, um, William is just a cutie patootie. Yeah. And then my last one, the overcoat woman needs a better overcoat. (laughs) (laughs) Just thinking maybe like if you're going to be this murderous, like stealthy, like maybe like a Carmen Sandiego kind of trench. I was like, yeah. So (sighs) yeah. Yeah. She was boring too. I didn't like her. You're going to call her the overcoat woman. Come on. All right, what recurring guests, or who would you have liked to have seen in this episode? Oh, I said, oh, okay. So this episode was jam-packed. We even had Ma Scully, but I'm going to say Albert Hosting, Mr. Floyd Red Crow Westerman. And I know by this point in the series, the character had passed on, but it would have been cool to see him somehow, even if it would have been, if he wouldn't have physically been there, mm-hmm. but maybe like in a flashback when Scully was talking um talking to Reyes about her findings in Africa. Maybe a flashback in her mind when he came to her, especially for prayer. I mean, if at any point Scully needed like some sort of guidance, I think it would have been here. And I, th- I, I think it would have been cool to see him, even if it would have just been in a flashback. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said. Okay, my, my answer, Albert Hosting. Oh, damn. All right. I mean, every, for everything you just said. Yeah. Everything you just said. And, and, you know, and for me, it was like, why did they kill him off? Yeah. Like, why did they have to do that? It would have been so wonderful mm-hmm. to see him again. Oh, absolutely. And he could have given her some wisdom. You mm-hmm. know, he could have given her some advice. He could have like, uh, or even just him and Reyes talking about, you know, the, um, the rubbings and yeah. what he found and what he thinks they mean. I mean, yeah. Oh, it was just so um, it was kind of gut wrenching because, you know, I was sad when he died, when they killed him off. But never again in an episode did I think, oh, he would have been great in this one. Mm -hmm. Then this one. Yeah. And then it's like, this would have been perfect. Yeah, because it was so tied to that story. It was. And it's just like, oh, it it made me miss him. Yeah. It made me miss him. Mm -hmm. And and even just like a callback. Mm-hmm. Like Scully could, should could have said, well, I guess we'll get into that. Well, I, I, and then I specifically, um, just as you're you're talking about, it just came popped into my head in uh, what was it? Was it Amorfati when she says, I, I I don't know where he, I don't know where he is or whatever, and he says, Have you looked for him in here? Like I think that would have been a cool uh, flashback of her hearing him say that to her. Have you looked for him? You know, because especially after like they tell her that that he's he's dead. dead. If she's riding the elevator down to the basement office, or she's driving in her car going home, yes, to have that flashback and her Mm -hmm. realize he's okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, What line would you have liked to have heard in this episode? Um. All right. So uh, the artifact rattling around in the drawer. deprived us, and I I spoke of this earlier, uh, of hearing Scully go more into the information she was told about Mulder. Uh, I liked that scene. It made my top five, but I would have liked it more if Scully and Reyes would have had a discussion about Mulder's possible death, like to have Scully have someone to talk to and say, they told me Mulder is dead. What would Reyes have said? Because she was all about, Reyes was very, um, as far as I, I sense things or I have these these vibrations or whatever, like if she would have said, do you think that? Do you feel that? Or some, I don't know. I just would have liked to have heard Scully have that conversation with Reyes, but we didn't, we didn't get to see it. 
because of the artifact. So well, I you know that's a good point because I feel like yes, Albert could have given had that conversation like we just mm-hmm. said. It's the same exact thing. Reyes, yeah, definitely, and her sister Melissa is kind of in the same yeah. wavelength yep, as all of yep. that. But why I feel like like that's that's good and valid. But why I feel like I didn't need that conversation to happen was because to me it would have it would have suggested that Scully Scully believed believed it, it yeah. right, and I don't think she does. You know, I I don't think she did right. But still, still would have been a fun thing yeah, to see. Yeah, it would have been interesting to, to see what they would have said to each other, or or something mm-hmm. in, along the sense of like they tell me he's dead, he's not. I know he's not, or just mm-hmm. you know, right. And then maybe Ray, just Ray is being there for her as she says it so adamantly, mm-hmm. and 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 in turn maybe Ray's would be, um, you know, heart eyes for Scully even more just because <laughs> she's so like you know you're not gonna. Yeah. You're not going to, you know, make me feel like my man's dead or anything like right, that. Right, you know? right, Okay, so we, because we couldn't get Albert Hosteen in this episode because they had killed him off, mm-hmm. I would have liked Scully to have said because she, she says, um, you know, I had help with an interpreter. And she was talking about, and, and Mina and Gebe, I think that's who she was talking about when she was saying that she, yes, she had yes. that. Mm-hmm. She's, but if she would have said, I had help, Amina. And then a good friend of ours, Albert Hosteen. Yeah, you know he yeah. he died trying. He died while he was trying to um, to decipher decipher these, these mm-hmm. things. Yeah, and, dude. Um, yeah, it's just some sort Something. of callback. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I would have really liked that. All right, who won this episode? I'm giving this one to Monica Reyes. She was. She gets it. Doesn't Molly. She was in two of my top five favorite moments in this episode, including my number one. Uh, and as I've said, there were a lot of dark and awful moments in this episode, but Reyes provided Scully with so many things, protection, kindness, support, and friendship when Scully really, really needed this in her life. I also really like, just really quick, I'll make it quick, but I also really like the scene when she told Doggett about the artifact flying through the air at William. Yeah. And so he's reluctant to believe it and that you know, this has any t- anything to do with a spacecraft. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I just want to know if he's okay. And Reyes is like, I don't think you understand. William is connected to this thing. Somehow, I saw it. And you can believe it or not. But this fucker just came, obviously believes it, and just came to Scully's house to kill him. Yeah. So I love that sort of interaction that she had. With- Dude, I'm all, all about Reyes this episode. Okay, so what's yeah. interesting about, and I love it. I, I love it. I agree. Dozen tamales for Reyes. Yeah. Uh, but what I loved about that scene, the, the one that you were talking about, mm-hmm. is that she came outside to talk to Doggett before he went and saw Scully. Yes. She wanted to get ahead of it and explain things to her, to mm-hmm. him. And I'm wondering if it's because anything out like out of pocket that he's gonna say she didn't want her to to hear hear that because she's going through so much shit Mm -hmm. so she's like your ridiculousness albeit it's not like i'm trying to say like dog is ridiculous no but he's but sometimes he he could come he can say things that wouldn't be like and he did so he's like what so you're telling me this kid's an alien or or something Yeah. yeah so it's like 
I love that little yeah. thing and that she goes, did. Yeah, that because, protection. Yeah, that protection. she's like, I'm going to talk to you alone let's before have she a, comes let's, up. Let's have a sidebar before yes. you walk in there and you yes. make this poor woman cry more than she already has. And he wouldn't have, it's not like no, he's no, no. intentionally doing that, no. but she can read how fragile this whole situation yes. Yes. is right now. Scully's about to go give up her kid. Yes. And, uh, you know, we don't need your bullshit. Get it all out with yeah. me right yeah. here. I'm I'm in the line of fire right dude, now. Dude, I fucking love it. I know. Good shit, dude. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Mine doesn't tamales go to Agent John Doggett. All right. Uh, he was just a great teammate in this episode. So I agree with everything you said about Reyes. I'm, I so love that you gave your dozen tamales to Reyes and yeah. I'm giving mine to Doggett because they are so deserving of these dozen 100%. tamales. 100%. Yep. So he was just a great teammate in this episode. In this episode, jumps as soon as Scully says the rubbings are powerful, traveling to the border, going toe-to-toe with Fulmer, mm-hmm. going to Reyes's in the middle of the night because homeboy doesn't sleep until his partners are cool. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. He tries to he, he tries his best to understand what's going on. He gets hit by a fucking car. Oh my gosh. At, and as he's trying to protect his girls and William and mm-hmm. I just I just fucking loved it. Yeah. I loved it and I hated that he got Hit by a car. Yeah, you for know. sure. But yeah, Agent John Doggett. Right man. on, right on. Oh, man. Why Why is this so exhausting? I know. It's like, okay. ooh. <laughs> All right. Um, Weird facts, really Weird quick. facts. All right. This was the first appearance of the Toothpick Man. Uh, Neil McDonough is a huge sci-fi fan. He was in Steven Spielberg's Minority Report and jumped at the chance of appearing at one of his favorite TV shows. So that's cool that he oh, was an X-Files nice. fan. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I just remember him from like Desperate Housewives, I think. Yeah. Um, the title Providence means place of origin. The title of the following episode, Providence means God conceived or God's destiny are often used interchangeably in religious contexts. Scully is told in the episode that Mulder is dead. However, following the series... Cancellation, Chris Carter went online to assure fans that David Duchovny would be returning for the finale. So Mulder is obviously not dead. Yep. And as of 2016, this is now the penultimate appearance of Scully's mom. Wow. So we didn't see her again until we she died? Until, yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's sad. That makes me wish that she had more yeah, lines. She had been in more, yeah. In this mm-hmm. episode. But yep. all right, man. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to us. Now we are not pulling an episode because next week we are covering part two of this two parter, and that is Providence. Yep. So we will be back with that. Uh send us an email. Reach out to us. You can uh send us an email to the X Files chat room podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the episodes. Are you enjoying them? You're not enjoying them? What do you want us to get more in depth? in less in depth yeah you know. please let us know uh also you can follow us on twitter and instagram at txf chat room pod right on and yeah we'll ready just, we'll see we're you. out of here yeah we're out of here all right bye everybody bye